0: Welcome to the Leading with Integrity and Skill podcast, presented by Dr. Bill Hostler on subjects affecting leaders across a wide array of venues. The Bible says in Psalm seventy-eight, seventy-two, that David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. That is our goal. Stay tuned for words of encouragement about what it means to be a leader who exemplifies integrity and skill in the home, the workplace, the church and the community. This podcast is from a series of letters on leadership to my children from dad. What are some practical steps for daily disciplines? One, develop your values based on God's word. Use the plumb line. What are your values? Keep the Ten Commandments. Respect all persons, regardless of position, color, or stature. Defend the defenseless. Practice the golden rule. Two, remember your values. The king was to write his own copy of the law and study it every day. Psalms 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Three, use the plumb line when making decisions for life. At every major harbor, you will find two to three markers on towers, one behind the other. The ship entering the port knows that when all of the signs line up as one, they are in the middle of the channel. As you seek the will of God, ask three questions. What do the circumstances tell me? Does this violate the word of God? What does the Holy Spirit seem to witness to my spirit? Four, don't violate what you understand to be God's law. There needs to be agreement internally between what you believe and what you practice or you will be miserable. Keep your internal guidance system or your conscience in line with the plumb line. If you're not sure, seek guidance from the Holy Spirit and or advice from trusted spiritual advisors. Next, use a prayer list for consistency in praying. Truly remember to pray for the people that you said you would pray for. Keep a diary of how God answers prayer and works in your life. You will gain great strength by rehearsing God's faithfulness To you in the past. Furthermore, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to distinguish His voice. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. You will find there is agreement between what the Holy Spirit tells you and what the Bible tells you. Furthermore, don't be surprised when you get just what you need for the day. It is amazing how many times what you are reading in the Word is used by the Holy Spirit for the day's engagements. My brother Kenny made it a daily practice to read the daily bread prior to leaving for work as a fighter pilot. One day, we received the fateful news that Kenny had been killed in a plane crash. In checking on the reading for that tragic day, it seemed appropriate that Kenny had read the lesson entitled, Jesus Savior, Pilot Me. The Holy Spirit helps prepare us for whatever eventualities we face. Also, I feel the need to let the Lord talk to me, before any morning TV host or radio announcer gets to me. I need Him more than I need them. No one can get you up in the morning or keep you up at night to work on your disciplines but you. But if you do it long enough, you will discover that you don't want to do without it. You will fall in love with God and His book and will not want to miss the intimate times of fellowship with Him. Some of my most important spiritual lessons I learned early in the morning hours of my personal disciplines. It was early recommended to me in my Christian life to read a chapter a day from the Proverbs along with any other Bible reading. That suggestion has been invaluable. Many years I have read through the book of Proverbs five or six times. I just read the chapter numbered with the day of the month. When I get to the end of the month, I start over. It's like my daily vitamin. Furthermore, we need to feed ourselves. My devotions are for me, not for, not for my next sermon. I need the help. Yes, sermon ideas come during those times, but that is not my primary purpose. Also, if you get off the base, rebuild the altar, like Elijah on Mount Carmel. Elijah said to the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins, 1 Kings 18.30. When Asa heard the words of the prophet Azariah, he removed the detestable idols. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portico of the Lord's temple. 2 Chronicles 15.8 After God reinstated King Manasseh to his kingdom, after a time of captivity, the king restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings and thank offerings on it. 2 Chronicles 33.16 clean away the old things that have collected. Elijah had to remove trash from the altar before he began to rebuild it. A neglected altar is usually littered with sinful or spirit-sapping habits which quench our spiritual fire. The items to be cleaned out include wrong reading material, music that is not Christ-exalting, a rebellious attitude, failure in stewardship of time, talent, and tithe, lustful thoughts, etc., Furthermore, rebuild the altar piece by piece. Elijah rebuilt the altar that way. Altars do not rebuild themselves. Someone must do it. The individual stones need to be reset in place. The little things that were done to bring about the broken condition needs to be corrected. If Bible reading was neglected, then Bible reading needs to be reinstituted. And the same follows for prayer, tithing, faithful church attendance, etc., Smash the idols to other gods. Gideon smashed the altar of Baal at the word of the Lord. We cannot have any other idols or altars if we want to experience the power of God on our life. If there is anything that is between us and God, it must go. It must be put aside for the sake of rebuilding only one altar in life that to the living God. Come in a spirit of sincerity. Samuel said to the whole house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all of your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the asterisks, and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve Him only, and He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their bales and their asterisks and served the Lord only, First Samuel 7, 3 and 4. And God promised King Solomon the following, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7.14 There is one incredibly important principle to remember. God cannot rebuild the altar, but He can relight it. The fire was never to go out, but sometimes it did. After Elijah rebuilt the altar and placed the sacrifice on the altar... The fire fell from heaven. Our responsibility is to rebuild the altar. Our responsibility is a prayer of confession. Our responsibility is obedience. Our responsibility is to place the sacrifice on the altar. Our responsibility is to stay at the altar until the fire falls. God's responsibility is to send the fire. The prophet Azariah promised King Asa, the Lord is with you when you are with Him. If you seek Him, He will be found by you. But if you forsake Him, He will forsake you. Second Chronicles 15.2 In our next podcast, we will discuss Part 5, and we will wrap up our podcast on daily disciplines by looking at some safeguards we can build into our lives to help us stay committed and on focus. You can follow me on Twitter at Bill Hostler or like us on Facebook at Dr. Bill Hostler or on the web at BillHostler.com. This has been a production of Leading with Integrity and Skill Podcast.